Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figure outable. I'm Pam Harris. And I'm Kim Montague. And you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, where you're waiting to be told or shown what to do, but it's about making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can actually mentor students to think and reason like mathematicians did when they were young. Not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching mathematics, but rotely repeating steps actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. Hey, Kim. Hi. Um, I'm totally going to tell on you because, uh, yeah. Okay, fine. We, um, bring it on. Yeah. Uh, so Pam and I have lots and lots of meetings for different kinds of projects. And uh, when it's just the two of us, sometimes we meet on Slack, uh, we huddle, so no video. (laughs) You're going to tell them this. I totally am. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, kind of back in the day, we just would get on the phone and pace our house and talk. And, you know, sometimes when there's a group of us or maybe you just want to see each other's faces, we get on Zoom. And so it's typical when we're going to start a meeting, Pam or I will text each other and say, how do you want to meet? And yeah. she, she sent me a text this morning and said, uh, how do you, do you want to do Slack or Zoom or, uh, or text or whatever yeah. phone? Yeah. And, I, and I wrote back Zencaster because <laughs> she had clearly forgotten that we were recording a podcast today. And she fine, was like, oh, fine, shoot. Fine, right. Call me yeah. out. Yep. 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 It's true. It's true. I, to be clear, <laughs> we so normally, we, we, when we do our calendars, we normally will put in the calendar invite what we're doing and we yeah. switched today, right? Yeah, it was did. supposed uh-huh. to be a typical meeting and today we're recording. So ah, that's my excuse. I totally laugh. Fine. Um, actually, I have another story for you. We'll get to some math in a minute. But uh, <laughs> This is what happens when you and I spend a week together at NCTM and NCSM, I know, huh? I know. Okay. So... <laughs> I have to tell you, you're going to appreciate this. Okay. And it's really about why I stand by pencil over pen. So it's appropriate. No, I'm not even joking. Like, All right. I All right. Tell you. Bring it on. Because I'm holding a pen in my hand right now. Well, you're not going to want after this. So <laughs> last night or yesterday after school, Cooper came home and he was super excited because he had been asked to wear his uniform, his scout uniform, and be in a program and do flags. And he was super excited about it because he loves doing flag type things and the, you know, ceremonial, whatever. So he's super excited. And it was kind of like 7.30, 8.30 when he told me. And I said, cool, go get your shirt and bring it to me. And I'll iron it so that it like really looks sharp. And so we went and got it and he brought it in. 
And he had just recently gone to a, I don't know, some other event where he wore the shirt for like 30 minutes. And so he just took it off and hung it up. He brought me the shirt and he held it out to me. And I was like, what is that? Oh, no. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is it a and pen leak? All over oh, the stinking shirt. Big shit. blobs of it. And he looked at me and his eyes got really big and he <laughs> literally started panicking and like getting upset. And I was like, bro, like, hang on. Let me see what uh, I can do. But I knew. I mean, everywhere. There's like splashes everywhere. Uh, and he was like, did I do that? And the, he had a tiny pin in his pocket. And uh, the, the pen was off. Like it. It just had leaked everywhere. Stupid pen. So uh, anyway, I, you know, did all the things, Googled the things, hairspray and alcohol and sanitizer and blot it and wash it and all the things for hours. So today's podcast is brought to you by Three Hours of Sleep. Oh, and, no. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And thank goodness for friends who bailed me out because that shirt's in the trash. Horrible. Pencils are way better. Stupid. <laughs> stupid pens. Hate them. Gosh. Kim, that's horrible. I'm so sorry. So, like, uh, you, you have a friend that, like, like it's loaning you a shirt? Well, like so I actually live in the neighborhood <laughs> with a couple of our scout moms, and recently a kid had grown it out of one, oh, and brilliant. the other mom is the advancement chair who holds all the patches, and so <laughs> they knew that I was struggling, and one of them showed up last night with a, a shirt from one house and patches from another house, and, you know, I don't know how to sew, so they're all taped on, whatever, I hope they stay. It's horrible. <laughs> Okay. All right. You got me there. That is, that's a pretty, uh, that's a, okay. There's the pen and pencil <laughs> argument continues on. Sorry All right. We that. should start. Sorry. Bam. All right, Kim. Hey, okay. let's have a podcast about yeah. math being figure outable. Well, one more side note, but, uh, we got, we got a review, you know, I'm loving the reviews. They made me so happy. That's so been we, really fun to get so many reviews. Y'all thank you for sending the reviews. Yeah. Keep, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but if you put in a review and, um, like or, or or what do you call it when you rate rate the podcast mm-hmm. it actually gets shown to more people so yeah. we appreciate that because you know our, our goal here we don't monetize this podcast right there's mm-hmm. no we just do it because we actually want to change the way yeah. math is viewed in the world and so this would be helpful you know if you don't mind giving us a rating and uh, a reef so all right kim you got a good one today it's super fun to hear people's stories too yeah oh, so it is yeah jay jay poor uh the title is completely changed my way of thinking which Ooh. is super fun um, and, and it says, I have listened to every episode and I learned something new every time. Thank you for sharing and making math more figure outable. My brain and subsequently my students' brains are getting required to, uh, getting, this is required to truly understand math. So maybe acquired, uh, amazing. So no, thank you. Uh, no, I think he means are getting required, she, he, getting, are getting required to truly understand math. Like in other okay. words, yeah. in class, we're not getting away with just mimicking. We're actually like requiring they actually, they understand it. And that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, nice. Thanks, Jay Poor. That's super cool. All right. Oh. Finally moving on. We right. are marching right. into December this week. Can you believe it? It's, yes. it's, super it's my favorite time of the year. I know. Well, it's big, it's the big holidays for you. Wonderful time. Oh, so we, we have saved a very big topic to round out the year. Oh uh, yeah. This is going to be fun. Yeah. It's been asked for, uh, you can search the math is figure out teacher group. Uh, you should join us, but it's come we'll up a there, yeah. bunch of times. People are um, asking about it all over mm-hmm, the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also met some ladies. I forgot to tell you this at NCTM shout out to Edna and Felicia and they asked for this as well. And I hey. said, Oh, you never know. So right. today we are short starting a short series on integers. 
All right, so Edna and Felicia and the Math is Figureoutable teacher group and everyone, anyone else who's ever asked for integer work, let's dive in and do yeah. some stuff with integers. Uh, yeah, Kim, I'll also admit that, admit, that's not the right word. I will inform, I will tell, I will say that um, often when I work with middle school teachers, they'll they'll sort of kind of go with me. They're like, yeah, 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 this is all making sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but what about integers? And I'm like, what about integers? And one of the very first times that teachers pushed back on me, so this is um, several years ago, uh, middle school teachers I was working with, um, this was early in my days, I kind of had gotten a pretty good handle on whole number numeracy, Um, I hadn't really done a lot of higher math yet, so several years ago, and they were like, what about integers? And I thought to myself, well, no, like, you just you just kind of keep thinking about Mm -hmm. integers. And they're like, no, no, no. Everything changes when you get to integers. So I did some little action research that I wanted to mention to you today where I pulled in. So this is when I was working really heavily with you and the other teachers at my kids' elementary school. I was doing a lot of the professional learning K-5 in the whole district. And um, so there were kids who, uh, my kids' friends and kids in the neighborhood who were getting real math um, every year. And they had Mm -hmm. had real math now for several years. And I grabbed three or four fifth grade kids in the neighborhood. And I said, Hey, like, I'll give you some cookies or whatever, but come here, do some math with me. And they were like, Mm -hmm. no problem. I mean, we had fun. They they knew it was a good thing. And so I sat them down and I said, Hey, you know, like if I just gave you the problem, well, first of all, we talked a a little bit. I was like, what is, what does negative 25 mean? And they were like, well, you know, it's like on this side of the number line and it's kind of like you're in debt. They they had some decent things to say about um, what negative numbers mean. And so I just said something like, so like if I had, I don't know, 10, plus negative 25. Like, what does that mean? And they said, well, yeah, it's, you know, you're at 10 and then you would sort of jump back 25. And, and, and I'm actually just putting that on it just cause I keep track of my thinking. So if I'm at 10 and jump back 25, they were like, well, you'd hit the zero, you know, you've got 10, you've hit the zero. Then you'd have to go 15 more to get the 25. So now you're back 15. And so it's negative 15. And I said, so like, have you done this? Like, they're like, well, no, we're fifth graders. We haven't done any. And I was like, okay, cool. So like, what if, and I just, I just threw a couple of problems at them and they just kept reasoning the Mm -hmm. way they had been reasoning about whole numbers. Mm -hmm. And I found that fascinating. So first thing I would say to you is there is some sense in getting kids a to think and reason with whole numbers, actually Mm -hmm. think and reason using relationships using a number line to represent their thinking and it becomes a tool for them to think with. Then, then we need to help integers mean something. And so today, let's spend some time, Kim, on discussing what that means. When I say, mm-hmm. it, you know, what do integers mean? How can we do that with kids? So you up for that? Sure, yeah. All right, cool. So I think, you're going to love this first one. I think one of the best things that we can do to help uh, get kids to, to really understand the meaning of integers is play games. Yeah. Oh, there, there's some, you know, uh, I love games. you do love games. That's why I knew you'd, you'd like that one. Um, I, I, I do still, I think you and your family play more games than my, me and my family, which it's makes me my kids love sad games. actually. Well, yeah. my kids like them enough, but um, yeah, I'm going to start pushing it more. Um, we've played, we've played plenty of games, but I hear you and I'm like, they play more games. So I don't know if it's a competitive streak in me or what it is, but we're going to be playing. I, I now have a couple daughters-in-law who really mm-hmm. like to play games. That helps anyway. So, um, games. So let's, uh, what are, what are, yeah, I'll just throw to you. Do you have any games that, um, deal with negative numbers? Oh yeah. Actually one of our favorites. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I we, had a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. We play this game called Sky Joe. Okay. Tell me about uh, it. And it's a, 
it's a card game where you lay out a three, is it three by three, four, four by three grid of cards. You face them upside down. Okay. Um, so you can't see the numbers and you basically are exchanging or trading cards based on what, what what's on the cards. Sorry. Uh, numbers from negative two to 12 and you want the lowest score. So you draw a card, you decide where you want to put it. You can't look at the card first. You're just kind of exchanging. So you want, it's a, you want the lowest score. Sorry. I'm just bit, I'm catching yeah. up. Yep. Okay. It's okay. a little bit of a luck of a draw thing where you hope you get the lowest card drawn but then you have to like kind of memorize where things are and you have so some kind of a memory a memory yeah. kind of thing uh-huh. well then there's strategy because if you get three of the same number then the whole row goes away so even oh. if you get three twelves in a row the, the score goes away and so my kids are super big into taking a chance on that anyway but but because there's negatives then and you want to get the lowest score then when you total your score you're going below zero a lot of the times and and I wonder when you're totally totaling your score, if you ever say, well, I've got a five and I've got a negative five. Yes. Yeah. So you might look for uh, nice combinations mm-hmm. that uh, sum out to zero and then you can yep. kind of go from there. Yeah. That's an excellent example of something that could get kids kind of thinking about uh, negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, like if uh, even playing Monopoly, I think you know that you can't go in the hole, right? You can't, you can't go in debt. What does it mean to be oh. in debt? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I was, <laughs> you made me think of a game that we have that you can, okay. which is interesting. So okay. we have this game called Payday. It's, it's pretty much uh, younger, but you basically follow a calendar and bills happen to you and this and that and the other. You get paid. Um, we used to play it younger, but um, in that, if you can't pay your bills, then you borrow from the bank. And so then you keep, ah. you keep a total of your running. You have to pay the bank back plus interest. So Keep anyway, track of that you, debt. Yeah. Hopefully you don't get too many bills and you live in <laughs> negative for too long. Yeah. Yeah. Let's all not be in debt. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. I know teachers. I know you're, you're like screaming at your radio right now. Radio. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. How old am I? Oh, heavens. Did I sleep last night? <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to your podcast, wherever your yeah, podcast <laughs> player, whatever that is. And you're screaming. You're like, Pam, don't you know we're teachers? We don't make any money. I know. I know. I know. I know. We're both teachers too. So we get it, but, but, uh, golly, in fact, who's Mike, Mike, what's your last name? It'll come to me in a minute. Uh, good friend of mine, uh, teachers, teachers teaching with technology. Um, Mike does a really good presentation about debt and helping teachers really think about staying out of debt. Anyway, Mike, sorry, I can't remember your last name. Good guy. Uh, anyway, there's another game that we like to play. Um, with younger kids where we don't necessarily have integers involved, uh, but then you can bring integers in and it's called close to 100. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I've, I've heard it called target 100, close to 100. I, don't know, I can't think of any other names, but there's lots of versions of it out there where basically you've got um, digit cards. So cards uh, that have the digits on them and you draw six cards and your goal is to choose four of them to turn into two two digit numbers to sum to get as close as you can to 100. So, you know, say you, you get 45 and 67, you add those together and, oh, that's going to be a little over. And so then, oh, well, so when you originally play it, if you go a little over, then your score is how far you went over. So say you were a, a, a sum of 102, then you would have a score of two. Uh, let's say that your sum was 97, then you would have a score of three. Well, for young kids, you just sort of play where the scores, no matter if you're over or under, the scores are positive. 
But pretty soon you have students, even super young, that will go, well, wait a minute, if we're over, is that like negative, like, eh, like price is right? And so, you know, if it's, if your, if your sum is 102, is your score negative two mm-hmm. or vice versa? If you're under, is that negative? And so there's this brilliant kind of uh, distance from 100 that comes out and you can mm-hmm. kind of think about it as the absolute value as just the positive distance, but you can also bring in negatives. And then you've got kids that try to get a little bit of a higher score in one round because they're already in the hole, like they were, their, their score is negative. And so they're trying to get a positive to kind of zero it out. And all of those kind of zero pair ideas um, are brilliant that can come out in a game like close to 100. Yeah. So good. All right, cool. So another uh, thing, so games. Games are a great way that we can kind of get kids to think about this idea of, of negatives and positives and how they, how they work together, especially as you're summing scores. Another thing that can be really nice to help kids um, think about the meaning of integers are versions of closed line math. So closed line math, we really like. Uh, Chris Shore and the closed line math site um, does a, a really nice job of talking about different things to do. Well, one thing that you can do is just give kids in order um, a set of numbers. And so you can say things like, uh, all right, here's the, you, you put the closed line up and you just say, so Kim, we'll do that. If I were to, if I had a closed line, I've kind of drawn a line on my paper and I were to say, Hey Kim, where are you going to put zero? And you would just choose where you're going to hang yeah, this card yeah. on that line. Yeah. Where, where would you put it? If the line was kind of hanging there, describe where you'd throw it. Um, I put it in the middle actually. Yeah. And a lot of kids usually do that yep. though. The younger they are, they put it on the left-hand side. Sure. Yep. Right. But you know, we're talking about injuries today. So you're like, ah, there might be some things happening mm-hmm. <laughs> on both sides. And then I might say, where's six. And then you would to the right. To the right. And, 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 and then you're going to have to like decide how far to the right. You might right. put it all the way to the right somewhere, but we stuck it somewhere. And then I'll say, where's negative six. Mm-hmm. And then where would you put negative six? To the left of the zero, the same distance as zero to six. And that's kind of important. And so mm-hmm. then we talk about how, so the distance is the same, but one's on one side of the number line, the other one's on the other side of the number line. Um, and then I might like say, where's 10 and then, you know, if you had put six all the way to the right, then you're going to have to adjust six because now yep. we have to fit 10 on there. Mm-hmm. So you'd stick 10 on there. And then I might say, where's negative 10? Mm-hmm. But then I also might start with where's negative two and a half. Right. And, and we don't have the positive two and a half, but I might say, did anybody use the positive two and a half to help them think about negative two and a half? Or can you, once you have one, could you have the other? That one doesn't last all that long unless you just start like throwing a bunch of rational number stuff in there as well. So, you know, where's two thirds. So they have to like, think about if six is there, you know, they're like, well, can we put one up? That would help us think about where two thirds is. And you can say, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Where's negative two thirds. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, kind of throwing in some, you, you can't do just positive and negative numbers too, too long. That gets a little boring. So then you can kind of throw some uh, rescaling in there. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like I said, where, where you had the six and you had to shift it because now we have the 10. Um, or now you have the six and then I say two thirds and you're like, whoa, six better be much farther over there if we're going to be able to fit two thirds in here. Yeah. Um, and then the negatives think- and positives. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it's really important that you do that work, though, because kids are so used to the number digit increasing as you go to the right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. uh, I've seen plenty of students who when you put negative six and then you go to put negative seven, like it's a little bit of a mind twist for them to think, where is it bigger? Is it smaller? Which way is it going uh, compared to the negative six? And that's a whole conversation about Absolutely. why negative seven just went to the left of yep. negative six. For Not sure. like, doesn't it usually go six, seven? I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're nicely done. And sometimes then um, we can draw kind of the, 
uh, result that they had with clothesline math on the board. And we can say, so on my paper right now, I have zero in the middle. I have negative six, a distance to the left. I have positive six, a distance to the right. And I actually have drawn kind of a jump from negative six to zero and I have six above it. And then a jump from zero to six and I have six above it. And there's this idea of the, that the distance is the same. Mm-hmm. And I might kind of even fill that in where I have like negative five and I have a smaller jump that's five and five that has a smaller jump that's five. And we kind of have these sort of rainbow things kind of happening, mm-hmm. um, uh, all stemming from zero and that we can really think about the distance from zero. And so the negative and positive has everything to do with which side of the number line it's on. Um, and, and then, like you said, the kind of order things go is a little mind trippy and mm-hmm. we give kids experience with that with close eye math can be a really nice, nice way to go. Cool. Some things that come out of that kids are talking about absolute value. They're talking about distance. There's this idea of kind of reflection. If I can find the one, then I can kind of reflect it over zero. It's a nice geometry thing that's going to come up with transformations. So we kind of have this reflection idea coming out. Nice things that can come out with clothesline math. Anything else you can think about there, Kim? No, I think you got it all. All right, cool. I just, uh, you know, always want to give, just because I can't think of any more doesn't mean I shouldn't let, you know, I often do that with <laughs> students, right? I'll say, hey, I can think of three ways. Yeah, I love that you do that. <laughs> well, thanks, I do. thanks I Dr. Harvey really- Fletcher, because he's I the one think- that started it at BYU. He's the one that would say, oh, I can think of solving that in four ways. And then yeah. he would do it in three. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I asked him once, he goes, well, why would I ever say the number I can think of? Because I, I, I would never want to limit your thinking. Yeah. So thanks, Dr. Harvey Fletcher. I don't think he's still around because he was older when I was his student at BYU. Anyway, moving on. Another super important thing that I'm going to suggest in making meaning out of integers. Well, in fact, maybe I'll just say one other quick thing. In the standards in the state of Texas, I'm clear, and this might be true for other states, um, I'm just really clear because I did a lot of work with teachers around this in Texas, that you know, it used to be, so is it still, see, this was a while ago, but it was that sixth grade was the place where it just said uh, meaning of integers. And then it wasn't until seventh grade where the students were supposed to operate on integers. Mm-hmm. And sixth grade teachers would say to me, I don't, I don't know what to do here. So For anyone whose standard says, help students understand integers, this is what we're doing today in today's episode. Um, And so one of the most important things that you can do to help understand integers is to use contexts. Mm -hmm. And I think there's three, maybe three and a half, a fourth, I'll throw a fourth one in there that's okay, to help students think about um, what integers mean. And uh, here, here are my favorite four. Temperature, elevation, debt. And American football. Mm-hmm. American football is the one that's a little like, okay. Um, I like to use American football if uh, students are familiar with the game. I don't want to have to spend a lot of time getting them, you know, like what does it mean to have four downs? And Because we're going to use the line of scrimmage as kind of our zero line. So it's very important. You're not using the yard lines on the field. It's not where the zero yard line is or the 50 you're using. The line of scrimmage is kind of the zero. So if you have to do too much explanation for American football, then it's kind of not worth it. Yeah. But if you have a lot of middle school boys that you're trying to bring in and they've got football down, bam, like football can be a great way for them to go. They, they've already thought about a lot of integer stuff with football and you're just kind of bringing it to the surface, making it more um, kind of I know concrete's not the right word, but uh, kind of abstracting out ideas that they've kind of been playing with so that they can like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, there are some uh, 
advantages and disadvantages to those. Um, so I just mentioned a disadvantage to American football. If, if kids don't know very much, uh, then don't, you know, maybe, but it's, it's an advantage if they know it. What about debt? Well, an advantage to debt is we would really like kids to know about debt and to um, not get in it. <laughs> Our right. country's debt's terrible. Financial literacy would be a great thing to bring in. So that's, that's super uh, good. But debt gets really weird with subtraction because how do you subtract a debt? So that's kind of weird. Elevation is, I think, phenomenal. And I think we should use it with kids. You might have to do a little bit of description about what it means to be above and below sea level. Uh, if kids kind of live at sea level, it's maybe a little bit easier to talk about elevation. Um, I grew up where uh, at 4,000 feet above sea level, so it was a little bit weird to talk about the zero. I couldn't even almost kind of picture it unless I'd been to the ocean, you know, where it was kind yeah, of at sea level. Yeah. Um, so, but but I think you could talk about that, and I think you could kind of get that down. Uh, so where you live is maybe a, a pro or, or, or con. Um, and, and then the same with temperature. If, uh, if when we lived in Michigan and Idaho, I could talk about above and below zero, uh, sure. especially Michigan. Oh my Kim. It's cold. It was so cold yeah. in the winter in Michigan. Um, we were below zero a lot. So, uh, when, if you live here in Texas, it, uh, it's almost weird to talk about below zero because yeah. it's so rare. I, I don't even know if it ever gets below zero in central Texas where we live. It gets below freezing. So if you're in a Celsius, then that makes sense, but it doesn't get below zero anyway. Right. So, right. so you might have to describe those kind of contexts to help it make a little bit more sense. But I think these four contexts can be super helpful. You're like, Pam, what do you do with those contexts? Well, y'all, what do I always do with math? Let's do a problem string. All right, Kim. Yep. If, Let's talk temperature. If it is 11 degrees, brr, we could talk a little bit about how cold that is. Be a human, you know, get a little brr. It's cold, 11 degrees. And it raises two degrees. How cold is it? Still cold. <laughs> talk to me. Go ahead. It is, uh, it's increased uh, two degrees. So now you're at 13 degrees. So as Kim says that in a class full of sixth graders, I'm going to say, so Kim, you're at negative 11. I've just drawn a vertical number line. Wait, wait, you said, did you say negative 11? I said negative 11. Oh, I thought you said 11 degrees. Oh, my bad. Negative 11 degrees. Sorry. That's yeah. totally different. Well, is it? I mean, if it's negative 11 and it raises two degrees, then I'm at negative nine. Ah, okay. Well, I'm not sure I heard you say anything. So if I did, okay. I was ignoring yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. it's negative nine. Okay. So as you're saying that, I've drawn a vertical number line. Mm -hmm. uh, at a tick mark, I've put negative 11. And then uh -huh. you just said raise two degrees. So I've kind of gone up two degrees. Mm -hmm. And where is that? And you're saying it's at negative nine. Yes? Yep. And that, I might say to kids, so we're zero. And I might throw a zero on there, but I might not. You're like, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, okay, cool. But then importantly, next to that, I'm going to write or maybe I, I usually write problem strings, the problem to the left. So I'm going to write negative 11 plus two. And you're saying that is negative nine. So now I have the sentence negative 11 plus two equals mm -hmm. negative nine. Next mm -hmm. problem. Hey, Kim, what if it's 18 degrees? Still cold, still cold, but not too bad. 18 degrees. There's a big storm and it falls. The temperature falls 21 degrees. Whew, where are we? Um, so I drew a number line, also mm -hmm. vertical, mm -hmm. and I dropped... 18 degrees to get to zero. And then I dropped three more degrees to get the negative 21 or the, the dropping 21. Okay. So, so you at, started at 18, mm -hmm. dropped 18 to get to mm -hmm. zero. Uh-huh. Yep. And then how and much then more? I dropped three more. Why three more? Because I dropped 21 degrees. Because you dropped 18. Now you've dropped three more. And so mm -hmm. now, so now you've dropped your 21. Where did you land when you dropped that three more? 
negative 3. At negative 3. So then I would write on the board um, 18. Yep. I have to remember what the numbers were. 18, 18 minus, minus 21 is negative, negative 3. three. Yep. Cool. Next problem. How about, I'm going to take my glasses off. That's why I'm having a hard time. I can't see. Anybody? Don't I get put old. glasses on to see. Don't, I know. We're different that way. Okay. So what about, you've got 20 bucks. Yep. And you told a friend that you would give them $32. Oh, liar, liar. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give them the 20 I have because I'm super nice. Mm. But then I wish I had 12 more. I'm, I'm in debt. I'm in debt. 12 bucks. You're in debt. 12 bucks. Yep, so I so would I now, I, I'm going to go a horizontal number line on this oh, one. Oh, I did too. Okay. I'm going to start at the 20. Back up that 20 to get to the zero, back up 12 more, which you've got to go find somewhere. <laughs> so you're landing at negative 12 because you're in debt, 12 degrees. Cool. Next. Hey, let me just say, in the midst of this string, y'all, I'm doing this in the grade that says, understand integers. I am not pretending right now. I'm getting kids good at operations. Right. I'm really just investigating integers. Where are they? What does it mean when we increase and decrease? Next problem. But hang on a second. Oh, because yeah, you, you write the equation on the board. And this is very uh, much reminding me of when, even when we work with very young students, when they say, this is what I did, you and I will record, quote mm. unquote, what they did with uh, with parentheses and really demonstrating the properties. Mm -hmm. And people mm -hmm. will say, oh, they're too young for that. Well, not if it's coming from them and we're just showing them what it could look like. Yeah. Yeah. When your brain does that, it could look like this. Yep. Absolutely. And to be clear, we're doing it both on a number line in a mm -hmm. very nice visual model and with equations so that we're connecting those, uh, the scenario, the context with the model, the open number line with the model of equations. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Thanks for bringing that up. Yep. Next problem. Hey, Kim, you're in debt five bucks. Now in this, at this point in the problem string, I'm going to actually start writing the equation. Maybe, you know, kind of depends in, the, in this podcast. I feel like it's, I would, with kids, I might wait a little bit longer. I might just say the scenario, represent it on a number line, and then write the equation. I'm going to do that for a long time. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I, I guess I have in my head, I'm working with adults. So I, at that point, I would I would have written, I'm, you're in debt five, so I've written minus five, negative five. Mm -hmm. And then you spent $15 more. So then I might write, you spent add, but then... And you spent, yeah. Yeah, negative 15. So right now on my paper, I've got negative five plus negative 15. Where are you? Hmm, negative 20. Because? Because I was five in debt, and then I jumped back minus 15 to get to negative 20. And when you say you jump back minus 15, that's you kind of make you jump back, back 15, 15 yeah. or yeah. you subtracted 15, either one. Yep. Uh -huh. And so that's negative 20. And as you said that, I drew that on, like literally, I drew, as you said, I started at negative five, jumped mm -hmm. 15, and landed on negative 20. Cool. Yep. Next problem. How about if you're six feet above sea level, okay. just, just written a six, and you fell 12 feet minus 12? Oh, I don't think I fell. I think I dove. <laughs> okay. I hit, you, I hit the water. You don't, you don't fall. You, okay. Okay. All right. I mean, if I'm six feet above, I'm like on a cliff. Got little, it. Little tiny cliff. Yeah, I'm at negative six. You're at negative six because? Mm -hmm. Because I, when I went down six, then I was at uh, zero, so mm -hmm. I hit the water, and then I went down six more to get to negative six. Cool. And I actually put that on a uh, vertical number line. Started mm -hmm. at positive six, dropped down six to get to zero, dropped down to negative mm -hmm. six, landed on negative six. Does yours have a little person on the edge? It does not. No. <laughs> Mine does. <laughs> You're hilarious. Okay. What if you started 11 feet below sea level and you walked up three feet? 
I started with 11, negative 11, and then I went up three, so now I'm at negative eight. So I've written negative 11 plus three equals negative eight. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, lastly, what if it is American football? Mm-hmm. And from the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. the first play you gained two yards, mm-hmm. but then you were pushed back seven yards. Mm-hmm. Where are you That's with right. respect to the line of scrimmage? So if I made two yards, mm-hmm. then I kind of was at the zero and I jumped forward two. So I'm at the two. Mm-hmm. But then I got pushed back seven. Mm-hmm. So I got back, pushed back to the two. So I'm back at zero, but I got pushed back three more. So I'm at, uh, wait, you said seven. Mm-hmm. So I got pushed back five more and now I'm at negative five. Because five back from zero is negative mm-hmm. five. Nice. Mm-hmm. So get it together team. Cause you're five, five yards behind the line of scrimmage. You, you've got to get you, how much, in fact, this is a, this is, I wasn't even planning to ask this, but if you're five yards behind the scrim, behind the line of scrimmage, how far do you need to go to get the next down? Now I'm testing Kim's knowledge of American football. Uh, do you have to go 15? <laughs> Why do you think so? Because you, have, I know you have to go 10 in a play, but you don't, it doesn't count if you got pushed back. You, you still get, you gotta go more. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So you got to get that, you got to make up the five to get to mm-hmm. the zero mm-hmm. and you have to get 10 from that zero. So it's not 10 in a play, but it's 10 from the zero. So you have yep. four, ch- four chances to get the 10 yards, mm-hmm. but you're right. Since you were back, you got to make up the extra. Yeah. Nice. So all of that is like negatives, positives and stuff. Let's just do one more quick one. So what if I said, Hey, you got sacked. You're, you know what? Actually, yeah. Yeah. You got sacked and you're behind the line of scrimmage five yards. Okay. And then crud, you got pushed back three more. Yeah. I know. So I'm at negative five. I got pushed back three. So mm-hmm. I'm at negative eight. You're at negative eight. Mm-hmm. So y'all, all of that are ways, all of those kinds of problems. Notice we used temperature. We used money and debt. We used uh, elevation and we used American football from the line of scrimmage. Those are all ways of getting kids just to understand what's happening when you are adding and subtracting negative numbers but really like also where positive and negative numbers even are. And so when they do it, when they're actually thinking about what's happening in the context, then we write, uh, we, we, we represent their thinking with number lines and we also represent their thinking with equations. And then we can get a little bit more crazy. Hey, perhaps in our next episode. Hmm. Mm. All right. So major takeaways from today, use context. Play with negatives when they come up in real life and games and represent thinking on number lines and with equations. Y'all, thank you for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the Math is Figureoutable movement, visit mathisfigureoutable.com. Let's keep spreading the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.